What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Stoner Thoughts Podcast here on Spotify. And you know what? Like, it has been, again, like a, a long-ass week. It's just been absolutely hectic and crazy. There's been a lot of, lot of different, like, weird kind of things going on this week. And allow me to explain this to you, all right? Like, so you know how they say, like, when you sit down and you, like, think about something and you really want something and you manifest that and you think about it constantly, it'll come into your life. And I think I went over this a little bit in the last podcast. It's been weird because, like, the other night, dude, we had a guy coming in starting some trouble and shit. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, you know. Of all the times that I really wish, like, a cop would randomly walk in and see somebody being a fuckhead with us, like, right now would be the time. Well, these two kids came in and they were trying to fucking buy beer, right? Neither one of them had an ID, no driver's license, no nothing. I'm like, well, you guys drove here. Who has a driver's license? They're like, oh, almost left my wallet at home on the counter or something. You know, there's all there's always some fucking bullshit excuse as to why that why I shouldn't card them and I should just let them get their beer, right? And I'm not even going to cut the intro, I'm just going to go story to story for you this week, like, it's just going to be, like, this is all going to be the intro, fuck it, we're here already, I've already taken a couple of stizzy hits, this is like the third take of the podcast that I've done, but you know how I like to do my shit as a one-shot recording, I've explained this before, it makes it more interesting, puts a little bit more pressure on me to keep everything cohesive, but anyways... So the kid, like, straight up grabs the beer back off the counter, right? And, like, looks like he's gonna go head for the door. The fucking second that this kid turns around and goes like he's gonna jet for the door, two cops whip into the parking lot, right? And apparently, like, apparently these kids had tried the same shit at Circle K and the guy had called the cops on him. But they heard them say outside at Circle K, the guy heard them go, oh, fuck it, we'll just go over to AMPM. And so the cops showed up at the AMPM and like, oh man, I'm sitting there at my job just like trying so hard not to laugh because these two kids, as soon as they saw a cop, I've never seen two kids like not like they, they bleached out, dude. Their faces went white. They were looking around like, oh shit, what do we fucking do? The kid calmly sets the beer down and just walks out the door and the two kids leave. And as they're leaving, the cop's lights flip on and oh man, like it was... The cop is in the parking lot, like lecturing the kids. He's like, where's your IDs? Where's your driver's licenses? Where's your proof that like, you know, you're actually old enough to be buying alcohol and shit? Because you can't just be going around to gas stations waiting for somebody to not card you. I mean, a lot of the times, yeah, at night, if I can tell that you're over the age of 21, like you're older, you got wrinkles, you got some shit like that going on. Like that's one thing. But, like, if you if you look like you're fucking 16, 15, 14 or some shit like that, like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking call you out on it because that's not cool, dude. And people are always like, oh, let it slide or, oh, here's the exact change. And it's like, dude, you giving me, like, an extra 20 bucks or whatever for selling you alcohol or, like, cigarettes or whatever, fuck it. I don't even care what it is. My paycheck is more than that extra 20 bucks that you were giving me. That extra 20 bucks is not going to make my fucking life that much easier. Like, you know, without a job, I won't be able to pay rent and bills. Like, and it would suck. But it's like... Yeah, dude, these these kids, for some reason, this has been happening a lot lately. And guys, if you're listening to this and you're hearing this and you're under the age of 21... Come the fuck on. Like... Just wait a few years. Trust me, beer will still be a thing once you turn 21. And I get it, you're underage, you and your friends want to drink and be cool and shit. 
but it's not that's that's not the best way to go about like trying to become a cool kid is by buying alcohol illegally like you can cost somebody their job you could get them in real like legal trouble too you could fuck things up for businesses like it's 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 just all around like a, a bad time in general for most people to be doing shit like this like it's not cool and it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, if you have a friend or, like, a sister or a brother or someone who's over 21 and co totally cool, yeah, if you're going to give them money and be like, hey, go run down the store and buy me some beer real quick, I'm still go they're still going to, like, most of the time, they should still be getting carded anyways. But, like, if they're 21 and they buy it and you're having a... Here's my personal take on this. This is not the legal take. This is not the politically correct take. This is my personal take on this because growing up, right, I was, I was fortunate enough to grow up in, like, a very open household. We could talk about things, we could discuss things, we could, you know, do certain kinds of things. Like, one of those things was my mom and dad's take on drinking, alright? The first drink that I ever had was at the age of, like, I don't know, maybe 14, 13, 14, 15 with my parents. And it was a New Year's, and it was a shot of, I believe it was, um, green apple apple pucker and that shit was fucking tasty it's basically liquid jolly rancher candy with alcohol in it one shot my mom told me i could take one shot at midnight on new year's right didn't think anything of it yeah it was cool but it didn't really do anything for me and i was like oh cool this is whatever it's just alcohol you know if i'm doing it with my mom and dad how cool can it really be and i feel like that was like what took a lot of like the uh the excitement out of drinking for me. I'm not a big drinker. It's like every now and then I'll have like a beer or two, but like I'm not, I'm not big on the alcohol, man. Like I'll, I'll stick to what I make my podcast about, which is that good old green, the devil's lettuce, you know, the jazz cabbage. <clears throat> but my whole point is like, I was with my parents. I was in the safety of my own home. I knew nothing bad was going to happen to me. And it was one shot. It's not like they were giving me alcohol all fucking night and getting me fucked up. And part of what makes sense about the way my parents did that is, if you expose your kids to it young, like, I'm not saying let your kids get fucked up at parties and stuff all the time, but, like, if you expose them to it at a younger age, you know, when you teach them, like, this is something to be used in moderation, this is something to be enjoyed, not something to be dependent on, like, then it goes from being, oh, I'm gonna go out with my friends and get fucked up this weekend, to... Oh, I might have, like, a drink with my mom at, like, a party or, for, like, a dinner that we throw or some shit like that. Like, I'll have, like, one or two drinks. And then another important thing to learn is your limit with everything, alright? And I got, I got a fun, interesting little story about that coming up next for you guys. Give me one minute and I'll be right back. I dropped my stizzy. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Alright, guys. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to take a couple hits right there. Oh, that is loud. So, this next story has to do with knowing your limit and knowing exactly what you can and can't do and how far you can push your body given like certain things. For me, my limit with alcohol, a couple of beers. And that's it. Like, I'm good. I, drinking used, drinking became a problem for me for a little bit, and that's why I kind of stopped. I just switched over to just smoking. That, and I told myself, I'm like, these are two very expensive habits if I invest too much time and money into both of them. I'm not going to have any time or money for anything else. 
So I decided, well, if I'm gonna pick one, I'm gonna pick, uh, I'm gonna pick smoking weed over drinking alcohol because a lot less people seem to die from smoking weed than drinking booze. That and it's like, I can get stoned and go to a store and be fine if I have to, you know, if I want snacks or like a drink or something, I can be completely fucked up on weed and go to a store and be just fine. I cannot be high as fuck and go to like, or not, I can't be drunk as fuck and go to a store and be fine. I know how I get when I drink. I get giggly. I get clingy. I'm one of those gonna hang all over you type of drunks. Like, th that's just who I am when I get into that state of mind and I know that and I recognize that. And I know when I do drink, if I start to get, like, giggly and shit, I'm like, okay, cool, well, it's time for me to, like, stop, you know, go smoke a blunt and go the fuck to bed. Like, that's just the way it is. But then learning your limit with THC is another thing, too. There's a whole lot of kids out here that I see all over Instagram, and, like, I say kids because either people my age or younger than me, I consider myself a kid still. Everybody that's older than me, even if they're only, like, 10, 15 years older than me, they still go, they look at me and they go, young man, boy, kid. By the way, I hate being called boy. That's, like, my least favorite thing that I've ever been called by anybody. But you know what? They do it anyways. I see all these 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 young people, these kids out there going out and smoking, like, they, they, they make these YouTube videos. It's like, oh, one, one whole gram in 10 minutes challenge or, like, whole stizzy pod in like an hour or like you know fucking like oh five gram dab in like two minutes and shit like that and it's like dude do you really need to get that high that fast that's not even like fun like have you ever have you ever actually smoked an entire cart that fast okay if you take like more than like three or four hits off of a cart in a row carts use cotton in the middle of them some of them anyways just like the rebuildable vapes, like the drip atomizers, the tanks, the shit like that. Where the cotton has to soak up the liquid in order to produce the appropriate amount of vapor. Now, if you are constantly hitting those carts off of vape box mods, like I've seen some people do online, it's no fucking wonder why they start coughing like a bitch. Because, one, that's a lot of wattage to be pushing through that small cart. Whether you have it set all the way down to like 2 or 5 watts. Even if you're ripping one of those at like two watts or like five watts, dude, most most atomizers, I believe, for like THC anyways, fire at like 1.8, anywhere from like 1.8 to like 2.4, 2.86, and it's like, that's why batteries on the on these devices tend to last a long ass fucking time, because it's not like you're sitting there like ripping a fucking 18650 battery at like 150 watts getting a fat cloud of THC. Could you? I don't know, fucking probably if you took like a vape cart, like a like a like a vape tank and filled it up with like distill it. I guess you could hypothetically attempt such a thing, but at the same time, like you'd be burning the shit out of it and it wouldn't even like feel right or hit right, and you would literally get like the worst burnt hits ever. If you've ever smoked a cart and taken like three or four hits in a row, this is what I'm getting at. You've hit it at on on a device that hits at least like from five to eight watts. You know. That shit dries out quick. And when you get a dry hit off of a THC cart, have you ever been, like, kicked in the chest so hard that you can't breathe? That's kind of what it feels like. You start coughing. You start, like, you're, like, like I, I had it happen to me once where my buddy handed it to me and his vapor reset all the way up to 20 watts. I ripped the cart. I blew out a giant cloud of smoke, but it tasted acrid. For those of you that don't know what acrid smoke is, it's basically like inhaling acid. 
Like, it hurt. I was so fucking high. I was coughing so hard that I literally went into the bathroom at my friend's house and literally just started, like, not, like, throwing up, but, like, heaving because I hadn't eaten anything yet. We were eating, we were smoking before we went to go get in and out. But I'm in the bathroom, like, ugh, ugh, you know, like, I couldn't, I couldn't keep anything, like, in. I couldn't keep air in. I had to put my hands up over my head, like, I'm sitting there, like, I was so fucking high. And I don't understand why these kids are intentionally getting to that point where they're sitting there literally, like, coughing with drool coming down their lips, like, snot running out their nose, tears in their eyes, like, looking like a five-year-old that just got told by another kid that he didn't want to be his friend anymore, like... It just, it's intense, man, it's intense, and it's like... I, I don't understand. I do not understand why people need to get that fucked up that fast, that... Like, commonly? I don't know, like, all the time. Like, so many people, I've seen them doing it. And it's like, yeah, cool, you know, oh, he's a pothead, he smoked an entire bowl in one hit, and it's like, half the time you see them taking a torch to a bowl of flour, and it's like, dude... Why? You're burning it off way too much. You People do realize, like, the cooler temperature of a lighter the better, like, the smoke is gonna be. That's why hemp wick works so great, because it burns at a... The fire on a hemp wick is a lower, much lower temperature than what comes out of a butane lighter. Because weed ignites, and the THC is dispensed and activated at, like, I think it's, like, 200 and something degrees degrees Fahrenheit. Not, not degrees Celsius, that'd be terrifying. But degrees Fahrenheit. And a lighter flame, the blue part of the flame, and the part that you're inhaling is like 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's like, you lose a lot of the terps and everything when you do it like that. That's why I kind of dig these little vapes, like the Stizzy, because you get to keep more of the flavor, more of the THC, more of the cannabinoids, without losing a lot of the actual, like, product itself. Like, this is just... Distill it. Like, that's what it is. It's oil. It's, 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 in, it's in there. It's flavored, it's tasty, it's good, it gets you high, it gets you fucked up, if you smoke too much of it. But again, guys, everything in moderation, like, moderation is key. Like, yeah, I'm going to smoke right now while I'm recording this podcast. But I'm not going to go, like, 20 minutes after I'm done recording and go smoke a blunt. You know, like, I, 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 I'm not going to lie, I've done it a couple times. But I also have to work tonight, so that's that being that high at work is not going to be a fun thing. Yeah, there's my energy drink opening ASMR for you. Drinking NOS tonight because you know what? Monster just wasn't cutting it last night. I, I drank like half of it, didn't even really feel that energized. And that's how you know, by the way, too, with energy drinks, which again are terrible for you. But if one's not working for you, you switch over to another one. I rotate between NOS, Rebel, and Monster like every so many days. Once one's not doing it for me, I switch. NOS, really good, super tasty, kind of tastes like orange juice and death, but orange juice. But I digress. Alright, blew that straight into the mic. The number one thing about smoking, drinking, anything in life is moderation is key. You know, yeah, you can be a stoner and you can want to smoke, but do you need to really smoke all the fucking time? No. And let me talk to you in another section right now about the type of pothead that I've met with so many people and talked to so many people about. And this is the pothead that thinks that they are more productive when they are smoking weed. Now, some people are if you're smoking a good old sativa. 
that allow me to tell you a story about a friend of mine who swore up and down he was the most productive person in the world when he was high. And he definitely was not. And I'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Gonna take a couple of stizzy hits, a couple of sips of the NOS, and I'll be on another level for this next story. Be right back. get cotton mouth and all you have to drink is like an energy drink or something and it just immediately seems like a bad idea because I want to chug this so I took a second and I went and grabbed a can of Dr. Pepper too just because you know if I'm gonna OD on caffeine it might as well at least be the kind that's like you know not gonna completely obliterate my system but anyways, this portion of the podcast is going to be dedicated to all of those stoners who think that they are more productive when they are smoking weed. Allow me to tell you, there's certain things you can do while high and be productive. But, like, actually, like, being a functioning member of human society is far from the truth. Like, it's not It's not bad that you want to smoke weed and go to work. It's not bad that you want to be high and do shit. It's not bad that you want to smoke and go for a drive or, like, go cruising or whatever. Should you be careful, though, while doing so? You probably should, yeah. And there's people that think that, oh, well, if I smoke weed, I can get everything done today. I can clean everything. I can do all this. I can do all these things. And it's like, yeah, you, you probably could. But do I recommend it? No. Like, not at fucking all. Like, my job is at a gas station, dude. I bake cookies. I make pastries. I clean up outside. I fill water buckets with cleaner. I help stock a cooler. And, like, we clean the floors. We make ice bags. It's really fucking easy. Like, it is not hard at all like it's it's a super kickback easy job but like let's say somebody was working at like i don't know ace hardware home depot lowe's pick a hardware store and somebody comes in and gives you a very specific detailed order of things that you need to measure out cut out and like package for them now could you probably smoke like a really good sativa and like like the strain green crack not actual crack but like it's it's just the name of a strain calm down moderators on the internet it's the name of a strain, you can Google it, which is a really, really good sativa, one that I actually, like, have had a few times before going to work, and it gets you really, like, it's it's basically like inhaling an energy drink to tie in the energy drinks to the conversation, like, it's, 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 it's essentially like inhaling an energy drink, like, you smoke that, and you're like, oh, wow, I can do anything, like, you know, maybe you could do something like that, but there's some people that, like, you know, if you smoke, like, a really deep indica, and then go to work at Home Depot, you fuck up this big ass order that somebody's placed and that somebody's like been waiting for or somebody's like oh well we need to get this done like ASAP and you're the guy that gets assigned to it you and another like couple guys or whatever and like let's say you're stoned one they're gonna know two a lot of those cuts and stuff require you to measure things out and like account for like the width of the blade like which is like what like two centimeters or one point something centimeters something like that I can't remember I don't know I don't fuck with like power tools that much anymore 
but you have to account for the width of the blade you have to account for like how much you're gonna taper things off at the end you need to account for like the grain of the wood if you're cutting a certain direction and they want a certain look to it you know if, if you're staining wood you need to remember like you need to go in a certain pattern or you need to do like a certain stroke or whatever you need to cover the entire thing like there's a whole lot of th you know you can't just dump stain on it and be like oh it's stained like you have to like do it like very carefully like there's things that need to be taken like into consideration while doing such things and that just is what it is like it, you know at the end of the day like it is what it is but again working that kind of job with that kind of machinery or being like a forklift operator let's say for like amazon or some shit that is not a job that you want to do while fucked up. Because if you fuck up and they find out that... Like, if you fuck up sober, you fuck up and you're sober. If you fuck up stone at work and you're sitting there like... Oh, shit. Sorry, man. I didn't know. I was just trying to eat my sandwich. Like, you are going to get fired. Like, gone. Like that. Immediately. And it's like... You can make up any amount of excuses that you want to. But at the same time, like... There's a time and a place for being stoned. Like, my job, I normally will, like, smoke a little bit, like, a few hours before work, just so I show up to work feeling, you know, relaxed and kind of like, oh, hey, how's it going, guys? Like, oh, I'm here now. Let's let's do some, some work stuff. Yeah, bake cookies? All right, sure. I'll get right on that for you. And I sit back there stoned as hell, baking cookies, just, like, smelling them for the first hour that I'm there. Do you, do you know how hard it is? <laughs> do you know how hard it is as a stoner? Baking cookies at 10 o'clock at night to not just reach out, grab a fucking fresh, hot, warm, soft cookie out of the oven when they first come out after they cool off a little bit, like just like grandma used to make them, and rip that shit apart. Like, dude, do you know how hard it is to smell the smell of a fresh peanut butter chunk cookie? And not want to take those two peanut butter cookies and go grab a fucking Mrs. Fields ice cream sandwich and swap those chocolate chip things for peanut butter and just tear that thing up. Hell, do you know how bad it is to just not go get a Mrs. Fields cookie sandwich and fucking eat that shit before I clock in? Like, oh my god. That actually sounds like a good idea. I might do that tonight. But those are seriously like some of the tastiest cookie sandwiches out there is the Mrs. Fields one. If you haven't tried them, highly recommend. <laughs> The perks of being a stoner at a gas station. I can tell you all about all the snacks. But here's another thing, guys. Back to the whole moderation and there's a time and a place. I've been in a couple of situations where I've not been in the right time or place to be stoned. Alright? And this might be a retelling of another story that you've heard on here, but to everyone who's new here, hey, how's it going? There might be some different details going on this time, because I'm not quite as high this time as I was when I first started the podcast and told this story. But allow me to get into the time that I catered the opening of a dispensary. Or the restaurant that I used to work at. They sent the pothead to do the catering for a dispensary. And it was not an accident, and I'll tell you that story in this next section of the podcast. Oop, drop the stizzy yet again. It's really been a... <coughs> Excuse me, cut mouth. 
Dr. Pepper. Thank God you exist. Anyways, guys. So, backstory for new listeners. For those of you that don't know, I used to be a cook at a restaurant. Now, this restaurant was like one of the bougie, best place I've ever eaten type of health food restaurants. Like, dude, we were so freaking fancy. We had our own in-house brewed kombucha by the guy Greg, the bartender there. Alright, we had to get, like, special licensing and everything to, like, manufacture our own alcohol and drinks and shit like that. But kombucha has a very small alcohol content. The one we made anyways did. Some of them did. And when he would make these special batches of kombucha that had this really high alcohol content, dude. Shit was bomb, but a bottle of that would get you drunker than shit. I remember one night he gave me a bottle of it. And it's basically, he, he called it, he called it the house wine. I took that shit home, popped it open with a, with a, I can't remember which brother it was. It was one of my brothers that I drank it with, and we sat outside, and we were feeling pretty freaking buzzed, dude. Like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna go to bed. He's like, yeah, same. Like, it was just, it was, it was a fun time. It was a good night. But anyways, aside from the kombucha wine, this restaurant had some of the best food that I had ever eaten. We had steak sandwiches that were literally made from, like, fresh cut tenderloin steak. And I would always cook mine like, you know, medium rare or medium. And I would cut up, cut them up into slices, throw it on my sandwich, throw the fresh cheese, the Asiago, the fucking, um, a little bit of sour cream and chives on there. Fucking add like lettuce, tomato, bacon, although don't tell anybody that because technically we weren't supposed to cook any bacon at this restaurant. Uh, chef was Jewish, so, uh, he did not want us cooking bacon. Because he didn't want to, like, you know, I don't want to fuck up his, like, palate or anything like that. Like, or, no, 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 it's because it's not kosher. I'm just fucking with you guys. But I would sneak in, like, bacon strips from home and make this fucking sandwich for breakfast. And then one day, one of the things that I made... This is a, this is a segue from the dispensary opening story, by the way. In case you haven't figured that out yet, this is a completely separate, like, topic. I had the homeboy in the kitchen make me some, like, hard-fried eggs... Throw those fried eggs, steak, cheese. I basically put all my breakfast, some hash browns, all onto like this big old sub roll with the steak and all that. Steak and egg sandwich for breakfast, baby. If you haven't tried it, fucking go buy some like decent steak. Or you can use carne asada if you're really feeling like, you know, I don't know, spicy. You know, carne asada is not really spicy. It's like spice spicy, but not like hot spicy. It has flavor, goddammit. That's how I'm trying to describe it. Anyways, the opening of the dispensary. There's a dispensary called Libra over here in the valley. That's in the town of La Quinta. And we catered the grand opening of this dispensary. And I showed up with these jackfruit, like pulled jackfruit sandwiches. And everybody was like, yo, what the fuck? It tastes like a pork. It tastes like pulled pork. Because when you scrape the jackfruit, you do like you strand it out and everything. You cook it up. You basically bathe this shit in barbecue. Like, we had house-made barbecue sauce that Chef made that was fucking delicious. Like, borderline on the flavor level of, like, the barbecue that you get on barbecue chips without all the salt content. So it was really sweet, really smoky, really savory. It was, oh, dude, the bomb. So these were vegan sandwiches that we even made on um, vegan bread. Which, you know, not all gluten-free and vegan veds, veds breads are bad like it was actually pretty they were pretty good and I'm drooling just thinking about it because I ate like a hundred of them this night and let me tell you why 
They sent a stoner to go cater the grand opening of a dispensary. I was trading sandwiches and juice box, like the juices we had, which were like, you know, the fresh made in-house juices that were really good because we were just giving all this shit away. My goal was to get rid of all the food so I didn't have to bring anything back. So like, I took all these, I took, I was handing out sandwiches to people. I was giving them like juices and shit. People were coming over and grabbing them. And this whole night, people just kept giving me shit. Alright, shout out to Shabinsky's. You guys are awesome. Based here out of California. I believe in, like, San Francisco, I think. Don't quote me on that. Go look them up on Instagram. Shabinsky's. S-H-E-R-B-I-N. S-K-I-E-S, I want to say. I don't know. Back it up and respell that for me. But anyways, like... And they gave me, like... They gave me a, a pen battery and they gave me a cart of their, uh, the, the bak, the bak, is it bakyo or bachao? I don't know. B-A-C-C-I-A-O, because it looks like the word chow. Bakyo, uh, I don't know. The gelato, it was a gelato strain. It was fucking fire. Don't, don't try to, like, correct me on spelling right now or, like, my grammar. I'm sorry, guys. I'm kind of high. But, like, best cart that I've ever had, even to this day, like, I would probably, if I could trade my Stizzy for one of those and, like, a couple carts, I fucking pro I probably would. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. They were the tastiest carts that I've ever had, and you know what? Like, it was, it was really awesome of them to give me that. They gave me, like, a lanyard and, a, like, a couple other dispensaries. One guy gave me a, uh, I don't have this anymore. I lost this hat when I moved back from Riverside, but, like, it was a, it was one of the raw hats, and it had, like, the little, like, secret pocket in, like, the front of the hat, like, right above the bill. There was, like, a little, like, pocket off to the left-hand side that you could put shit in, and it had, like, a poker built in, like, the back of the, the back of the bill. Like, where the bill connects to the hat, there was a little, like, poker that you could pull out. So if you were rolling a joint walking down the street or on the go, you'd sit down on a park bench, you'd take the poker out and, like, poke it down real quick. Like, I used to, I used to use this thing. I genuinely use this thing. Because I used to roll cones a lot, Right? And the easiest part about rolling cones is you fucking go buy a bunch of the, the pre-rolled cones and shit that you just have to pack and fill. And if you need, like, to smoke, like, you could carry around, like, a small, like, I used to carry around, like, a really small, like, uh, smell-proof bag that had, like, the zipper on it. And I would put a little, like, a little, like, I would use, like, you guys know what cigarette cases are? Like the metal cases that clip open that you could put cigarettes inside of and would hold like eight cigarettes. What well, would hold like ten empty cones? So I carry those cones and then I would carry like a really, really like small container of bud. So if I needed to smoke, I, I would always make sure it was enough to fill at least like one or two of the cones, right? Because if I would ever go and like be it like when I was working for Goodwill and stuff out there. And I needed to take my break and, like, calm down real quick. I got into it with a customer, fought with somebody about a donation. Like, there was just a lot of shit that happened at that, at that store. There was a lot of unsavory characters coming through at the time. It was around the holidays, so, of course, people were shoplifting, people were stealing. Shit just wasn't going as planned. Like, it was it was interesting. You know, working the Christmas season over at Goodwill, dude, I tell you, that shit was crazy. It was fun, but it was fucking crazy. But anyways... So I would always carry just enough to, like, roll one joint. I don't even know how we got to this point. And, like, that hat. Oh, the, the raw hat. That, that's how we got here. The poker would be so convenient to, like, pack the joint down with. And everybody knew what was going on. I always smelled like weed and shit. I just really didn't care back then. But anyways. 
that's the night that I got the poker was when I did the grand opening of the dispensary. This this portion is gonna be all over the fucking place, and I'm sorry. I'm I'm a little bit stoned at this point. Anyways, guys, like I'm handing out these sandwiches and shit to people, and I'm getting given shit in return. Like I was given the hat, I was given like the cart and the pen. I was given like fucking like two or three bags of fucking pot brownies that I shared with my mom of all people, and like. You know, I fucking, like, I had, like, three bags of these brownies. I had all kinds of merch shit, like, stickers and lanyards and cool shit like that. And then I go inside and I'm giving the, I'm giving the people, uh, sandwiches. And the people behind the counter are like, dude, if you bring us, like, a stack of, like, ten of those sandwiches for us to share. He pulls out this, like, big-ass plastic bag full of pre-rolls. And he's like, I will give you this whole bag. We need food so bad. We're so high. Like, so I go outside, make 10 fresh sandwiches, take them inside. I'm like, sorry, it took a minute, but here's your sandwiches. And they handed me what was left in the bag. Like, and yeah, it had been divided a little bit because they were literally just handing out pre-rolls to people. It was just the house weed. It was the regular, like, bullshit weed, whatever they put in it. Like, probably just, like, mids at that point. Like, but I left with, like, literally, like, 20 pre-rolls in a fucking big-ass bag. And I also had, I'd gotten a new, uh, I got like three pipes that night. It was kind of nice. They were like the mini glass pipes. And I'm not a big fan of like the kill em pipes. But you know what? They're pretty, they're, they, once you start smoking out of them, they get a little bit of resin built up on the inside of it. And the weed doesn't fall out. Like you don't have to tilt it. Like I have one, like my, my purple kill em pipe that I really like. Like I have to tilt it back when I first pack a bowl in it. Because otherwise if you tilt it down, the bowl will straight just fall out of it. Like... It sucks, but at the same time, like, it's a, it's a nice pipe. It's an easy pipe to carry around. If you're just going to smoke real quick, it worked great. Or if you're laying down in bed, what's actually cool about a killing pipe is if you're laying down in bed, you just hold it straight up and down the whole time. And the smoke will go up, and you will just be able to keep smoking because it's not like a regular pipe where you have to, like, hold it, like, in front of your mouth and light it from the top. Instead of the bowl being on top of the pipe, I'm, I'm thinking of, like, looking at a pipe, like, sticking out of your mouth. Instead of the bowl being on top, it's on the front. That describes it better for you guys. A lot of people call them, like, one-hitters or some shit like that. Like, when you get, like, a full-size one, you can literally, like, pump that shit. I still want to get a new steamroller, too. I think that would be something awesome to buy. But, yeah, this night was amazing. By the time I got back to the restaurant, though, the boss boss was there. The owner was at the restaurant at, like, 11 o'clock at night. Asked me how it went and stuff, and I was like, oh, it went good. I was so high because on the way home... Me and the guy that was working with me that night at the thing, like, he was just there for setup and teardown. He was just kind of hanging out, and it was awesome. We were cool. We were buddies. But, um, we put everything back inside, and he looks at me, and he's like, oh, fuck, dude. Fuck it. Like, let's eat some brownies. And so, we each ate, like, a brownie and a half on our way back to the restaurant. Now... This was at a time in my life where I never really fucked with edibles. Like, I had had a couple of edibles, like the birthday cake one that I've talked about before, and, like, the the fucking, like, house ones that me and my buddies have made, and, like, a few different kinds of, like, little edibles that I've had in the last couple of years. But back then, like, this might have been, like, my only, like, my third time taking edibles. So I was understandably, like, just going into this deeper and deeper level of confusion and shit. And, like, I sat there and I was talking to the owner, and, like, I don't remember what I said... But I guess, like I said, I was really upset about something that day. I remember what it was. I, um, I got into it with, uh, with an ex, and I remember it was something, something about, like, 
I had to work on my son's birthday or something like that, and I was, like, really upset about it still, and, like, I was talking to them, I was talking to her, and for some reason it came out when I was, like, high, and she looks at me, and she goes, well, you ever need to take a day off for him? Like, you let me know and stuff. And there was people there, like, me and her were having this, like, deep emotional conversation. And she looked at me, and she went, you know, I'm just letting you know, there's a reason I sent you. I'm like, why? And she goes, what'd you get? Oh, so I fucking was like, uh, a lot of shit. And she ended up taking, like, she took, like, one of the, uh, the, the shop carts that I got, and I think it was the Kingpin carts at that point. She took a cart, she took, like, a whole bag of brownies, like, she was gonna piece it out into, like, a Ziploc bag, but she took, like, most of the bag, which I can't complain, she was the owner of the place that I worked at. She found a t-shirt I had that was too small for me, but it would've fit her, so I was like, yeah, take it, cool, whatever. She took a beanie, like, there was some merch she took, she got a new lanyard for her keys, I didn't take her as the type to, like, be, like, a smoker. But then I realized, it clicked in my head, I'm like, health food restaurant, hippie stuff, fresh food, good for the environment. Wait a minute. The owner is a fucking pothead. Not like a pothead pothead, but she probably just... She's told me straight up that she just uses it to relax sometimes in the evening and at night. Which is what most people do. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm relaxing in the evening. Yeah, I gotta go work all night, but this is my wake and bake. I don't have to work until like 9 o'clock. So you know what? I'll be totally fine by then. Totally sober up. Maybe take an hour long nap. Who knows? But anyways, guys. I hope you enjoyed my stories today. And, uh, I'll talk to all of you guys on the next episode of the Stonerthons Podcast. It was a pleasure being here. It's always nice talking to you guys. Thank you again for helping me get over a thousand followers on TikTok. If you guys are new listeners here and you haven't checked out the TikTok, go check it out. It should be on, uh, should be linked, I think, on my Instagram or on, like, the main page. By the way, the links to all the socials are on the main page. And if you would like, I don't want to ask for it, but if you would like, you can actually now support the podcast. I believe it's like a small, like, like I think like $5 or like a dollar or $10 or whatever a month. But if you guys want to just, you know, tap that in, that would really be awesome. And it would really help me out as far as keeping the podcast going and being able to make more content like this for you guys. But anyways, stay awesome, stay high, stay lifted, and have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you when I see you probably tomorrow since I have the next couple of days off. Bye-bye.